Welcome to episode 11 of the On a Family Base podcast. My name's Jake. I'm Dan. I'm Dallas. And Ben is not with us today, but we actually are just going to jump straight into baseball because this is the first episode we ever have where baseball is actually happening. So we can say baseball is back. It's very good news. I think for this podcast alone, it makes it a lot easier when baseball is actually happening. So it's a good thing. So the collective, uh, sorry, the CBA was signed um, and agreed upon late last week. And we're going to go over some of those details because there's a lot in there. And we told you in past episodes we'd actually go over some of those things. So let's actually do that. So our first base topic is those CBA details. Now, the first thing is one of the most discussed slash argued about or disputed topics, which is the CBT or the luxury tax for, for baseball teams. So last year in 2021, the, the luxury tax CBT was $220 million. Anything over that, their team would get taxed a certain amount. So anything that they, any deal they made that put them over that kind of payroll would, you know, they'd be taxed at a higher rate the more money they spent. So 220 was the starting rate last year. Now, can, do you guys know off offhand, I didn't plan for this, but offhand, how many teams even surpassed the minimum, or sorry, the the floor level in CBT, how many teams passed 220 mil last year? How many teams? Is there seven? I think two. And in 2020, how many teams? Zero. And then the year before that, I think it was like five or seven. So this minimum the minimum level for CBT has not really been passed very much. So it got raised this past year. And this is from an article. I'll read this pretty quick. Is that the the competitive balance threshold, which taxes big spending teams that surpass pre-established limits, will be set at $232 million in 2022, which is nearly a 10% increase and will rise to $244 million in 2026. So, that is the most disputed, most argued about thing. Now, I will say this. I didn't know anything about this before this agreement. Apparently, it's pretty important. <laughs> so, I'll, say, I'll ask you, Dallas, uh, right away. Do you... Have you... Did you even hear about the CBT, the luxury tax, before this lockout? I've heard of the luxury tax, and I just knew it pertained to, like, the big spending teams, like the Yankees, Cubs, people that could afford it, maybe. But um, as for, like, the numbers, no. And I was actually going to recommend that we tell people that might listen to this what it is. 
because yeah. I feel like it's one of those things that <clears throat> the only reason I've heard of it is because I talk to you guys or just listen to you guys talking about stuff. And yeah. that's well, it. Break it down. Tell, tell them what it means. I mean, if, if you're like, you're going to, you like, you know, you just recently kind of paid attention to have some knowledge in it. So all, all I know is that if the team spends enough money, like, and they start going over it, they have to pay a fine or a fee. Correct. So yeah, that's, that's all I got. Legit. But I, I don't, I mean, but I don't know it's why. It's like a salary cap, but like, but I don't know why it's such a big deal. But it, but it's, but the but owners, they would argue that it's not a cap. But teams don't spend over that limit. Mm -hmm. So is it a cap or is it not? They call it a soft cap. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess it would be a soft cap then because they're they're paying a penalty for every X amount of dollars that they spend over it. Right. So Yeah, which is why players wanted it to be raised so that players could get paid more, more money. money. Sure. And teams wouldn't get penalized for spending more money, and uh, and it definitely got raised, and it's not to the level that the players wanted originally, but is an improvement. As I said, it's a nearly a ten percent increase, which is something, and is only going to rise from here. Now, I think the now, Dan, if you know something about, about this, correct me on this. There's something in this, in this uh, CBA, or, you know, agreement that they're calling the Steve Cohen tax, which is the new Mets owner. Do you know anything about the Steve Cohen tax? You know what? I heard it, and I haven't actually taken the time to look into why it's called the Steve Cohen uh, tax. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I <laughs> this is. Uh, Oh, here, I can tell you. Yeah. Uh, in in Cohen's first season, Mets traded with Cleveland for shortstop Francisco Lindor and then signed him to a 10-year, $341 million contract extension. Woo! Team 2021 payroll for luxury tax purposes was $203 million, according to Fangraphs. Just under the luxury tax threshold of 210 so it's uh I would assume that it is known as now going forward as the Steve Cohen luxury tax due to the fact that he pretty much stretched the limit and tried to push it as close as he could. Um, I mean I'm not sure that was his intention, but I do remember when they when the Mets traded for Lindor. Yeah, and you know, in this offseason the Mets have uh signed Max Scherzer, they signed Sterling Marte, they uh -huh. signed uh, uh, Kane from the A's. Uh, so, sorry, Kenna. Yeah. So they've signed big names for big dollars. And uh, the Steve Cohen tax, I think if I remember correctly, is I got the feeling as I heard about it that – that owners and teams were really just afraid that Steve Cohen, because of how much money he has, was just going to spend as much money as he wanted and, and you not know, care, about, care about it. 
Yeah. So, so they wanted to, you know, raise the top level of the CBT agreement, which is, again, it's not 232, it's a bit higher, but they wanted it to kind of like penalize even more so a, uh, an owner like Steve Cohen. Now, if you guys don't know Steve Cohen's name, hold fine. I didn't know before last year. Google so. it. Yeah, Google it. So, tell him. Dang. I don't know Steve Cohen. Why don't you tell me? One of the Cohen well, Steve- brothers, sisters? No, he is not. Well, Those guys uh, make movies. Well, this guy, this guy's a billionaire. I'll just mm. say that. There's kind of a kind of a bit of a difference. Now, okay. Steve Cohen is the he actually bought the um, the Mets last year, mm-hmm. and a big part of his selling pitch is the kind of purchasing the Mets in the first place was that his main goal was to win a World Series, which everyone says that, but he was actually going to spend money <laughs> to do did. so. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, I don't Look, honestly. That's the if best I'm thing gonna, about baseball. Get, yeah, just spend money. Just, well, to, no, it's not. Is that you don't have to spend the money to win, and win, and spending money doesn't get you a guaranteed championship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean that's true. I mean you you look at a lot of teams, but um, like like even the Rays, the Rays do it a very different way. But there's plenty of issues with teams that don't do it. The pay their players a lot of money. But anyway, so I don't know much about Sip Cohen the person. I just know he uses Twitter a lot. <laughs> Nice. That's that's my extent. That's all I know. So if you guys apparently want a fun follow on Twitter, follow uh, the New York Mets owner, Steve Cohen. Apparently he's very active. <laughs> so kind of going with that race of the CBT is the minimum salary. Now we talked about this on past episodes. The minimum salary for the last player on the roster Last year was $570,000. And in this new CBA, starting this year, it's going to be seven hundred k, And then it will increase $10,000 every year after for the next five years, which is the length of the CBA. Well, now, I know, we, I know we talked about this a little bit, I'm I am in favor of players who have worked super long for this one goal of making the pros to get paid 700k. Now, do you guys I feel like in our conversations I remember hearing that there were some downsides of you know this kind of raise of minimum salary. So Dan, did you did you have something on this? I mean, <clears throat> my only thought was I'm all for uh, people getting paid. If you're you know, if you can get as much as you can out of it, whatever you you know, how much ever you feel you're worth, you know, go for the money. Whatever. I just didn't think that the the players, when the original CBA 
details were released when they were not agreeing and they were like they were like 200 and some thousand dollars off yeah. between where yeah. the owners were and where the players were. <clears throat> and like the players were originally asking for like 30 to $40,000 raises every year. And right. they wanted to yeah. start at like seven fifty. Yeah. Like I get it, but I, but also I, no, it's also was like, yeah, it was like <laughs> a 200 and some thousand dollar jump from last year. To right. where they wanted to start this year, like Jake just said, it was what five hundred and like five hundred, yeah, five seventy and five hundred or something. Yeah, and they wanted to start at seven fifty. It's another what one hundred eighty thousand dollars jump. Yeah, like I mean, don't get me wrong. Get your money. You're not guaranteed anything in life. Get mm. your money while you can. You know. Oh. Uh, but I, I was kind of more on the owner's side on that aspect of where the starting point was. Cause, um, I mean, but Hey, it worked out for the players in the end. They got their, the CBA starts at 700 and goes up every 10,000 for the next what, five yeah. years. So yeah. the, so they're gonna, in 2026, they will, or whatever, 2027, 26, they will, uh, the minimum salary for a major league baseball player will be $750,000. Right. Right. I get it. But I thought I was more siding on the owner when all the details first came out. I was more with the owners that like it was a big stretch. I thought they were there was no reason they couldn't like six fifty, you know, six sixty and go up ten fifteen. Yeah. I would have been okay with that. I thought it was a stretch. Yeah, so you know, the one thing I thought when the uh, that big jump came out was, again, I think I mentioned this in previous episodes, was that whenever you, and again, I have not done this, so I'm not speaking from experience or anything, but when my wife was uh, potentially going to take a job with a company, they had to negotiate salaries. Which is, if you're in that kind of privileged position in your negotiating salary, you know, you're doing well for yourself. That's not the point, though, is that what she did was that she, she in negotiations, she had to set a high bar. And then in negotiations, you really come to kind of the middle or maybe one side gets more or less. Right. You, you know? always start off high and you come right. down to where you realistically think your value is. Obviously, you want to come out high and see where right. they go. Right. Oh, so, that's if all you, part of negotiation. I get it. Yes. So, if you started seven fifty, maybe your goal was seven hundred all along, and that was kind of the point: is that they wanted to get a certain mark, and then obviously, if your CV, if your minimum starts that much higher, your CVT, your level of your income payroll. <clears throat> has to go up too because you have income uh raise amongst your players. So maybe they had that in mind is the right and I, I get that. I mean like, there's always two sides. You know, you could be on my side saying the players were a little high. And then there's guys that are gonna be like like the players would say the owners are trying to lowball. Like they wanted to keep the league minimum exactly pretty much where it was or even right. a little lower than where it was to start the year this year. 
You can, yeah, you can which, argue both sides, you know, but but that's that's the point of negotiating. You know, both teams are going to want to go low on one and high on the other. And you try yeah. to find that mutual ground. That's that's how it works. I get it. I just thought the players were a little high on my my my, my opinion. And you know what? It worked out for them because they're closer to their number than they were to the owner's number. Right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go against Dan. I'm gonna say they didn't go high enough. <laughs> how high? Why, why stop there? They should have gone with 1.2. Mm. Yeah, that would have been one million uh, two hundred thousand dollars for the league min- minimum. For the, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm talking. Bad we'll boys. end up there. Bad boy salary in probably <laughs> the next fifteen years. We're gonna have the league minimum easily, easily in the next 10, 10 to fifteen years. League minimum is gonna be a million dollars, guarantee it. Well, I mean, the league, the league minimum for the. You know, last player on a NBA bench is like near nine hundred and forty thousand dollars a year. There's also less players on each team. Well, yeah, but you know, think about the last player on NBA bench. Um, You know, Ali and I were talking about this uh, last week. Was that the last player on the NBA bench? How much? Court time are they really getting? They're getting like scraps, like they might they might at, see 10 to 15 minutes a season, right? And so, but the 20, you know, the the last player on the baseball team's roster, they're playing a bunch of games, they're in high leverage situations too. Like they're yeah. not like you know, it's also an entirely play. different. It's like a different whole aspect of sports. Baseball plays 162 games a season, uh, right. which is a lot more wear and tear on your body. But bad basketball is going to argue it's more of a contact sport, which is going to be more wear and tear on your body. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's, there's I both. There's both sides to both. All I'm saying is 1.2. Let's get back to the original point here. It's one. <laughs> All right, Dal. You guys got you guys got sidetracked. It's one point two. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm in favor of a higher salary. And that kind of goes into the second part was that someone I think it was John Heyman on the MLB network while they were talking about the agreement. He was talking about the minimum salary, but then he brought up the next topic we'll go over, which is the pre arbitration pool. I don't know if you guys know anything about this, but if you're in pre-arbitration, so if you're in your first three years uh, on the big league team, from now on, you are eligible to make a bonus for your performance on the field. Now, this bonus pool, you know, this thing didn't exist before now so this is a brand new thing so the pre-arbitration pool incentivizes players in their first three years again depending on how well they do uh they get more money so if they if a pre-arbitration player wins the Cy Young or the MVP they get a bonus of two two million five hundred thousand dollars which is a big deal now, if you get second place for MVP or Cy Young, you get 1.75. If you're in third place for the MVP or Cy Young, you get 1.5 and so on. Now, what this kind of incentivizes, again, is more money for players who were younger. 
Now, the one thing is that Dallas, I think you're joking. I think. I, th I think you're joking about one one over one mil. Are you? No? Well, it's too busy eating, so I won't you know, interrupt. But John Heyman on the MLB Network said, you know, I think it was him. He said, if you're going to make it 700K and you're going to give these bonuses, why not just make it a flat one mil for five years and not even worry about these bonuses and this, you know, you know, um, this potential uh, fact X factors of making more money. So why not just make it super high and keep it flat for five years? Would that make it more tenable? Um, no, so I, love, I love your socialist like perspective. I really do. But <laughs> well, that was to, me. I know, but if you're trying to like, nah. I mean, that's capitalism at its best. Like, you incentivize people to perform better. They want to make that bread. Especially if their salary is seven, like 700 or like league minimum. That win in Cy Young, shit, if you, I mean, if you can come out and pretty much double, like triple your salary in just for the year, I mean, yeah, why not? Keeps, you, keeps players from, I don't know, going for sale every day and like tearing up teammates jerseys and not playing and being an overall scumbag who is that yeah stop pump those hate breaks on chris sale there guy <laughs> pump those hate breaks he's the savior maybe maybe i don't know those stories uh you want to fill me in Dallas was referring to the uh, incident Chris Sale had where he cut up his own jersey mm. uh, in the locker room, not a teammate's jersey. D-bag. Um, and it has nothing. Because he didn't want to wear the jersey. Situation. Yeah. Nope, it has nothing to do that. with what, what's going on right now. Dallas is just taking a shot. <laughs> Take a shot that has nothing to do with any of this. Well, I mean, he was I'm on the right about, side. I'm talking about attitude. Like, you can't just like not care. Like, if you want, if you need that money, like if you're one of those players that's not making thirty million a year or twenty million yeah. a year, like yeah, that that one point five, uh, those those bonuses would be huge. Like that's that's yeah. life changing. Like yeah. So I mean, not every player ha is like in position as other unnamed pitchers to just like do whatever they want to like he that dude's gonna make a, a ludicrous amount of money anyways like he like winning the Cy Young is really just for a, a notch in the belt you know it's just for a trophy yeah. in his house or something yeah so so Dan what do you think about this uh pre-operation pool I mean I have no problem with it I like I it 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 incentivizes you know, people to perform. I like it's only open to the first three, which arbitration is only open to the people that are in their first three years of MLB career, uh, which is usually most rookie contracts are like kind of like an NFL type thing where the rookie contract is like three to five years. Like you're, you know, you're guaranteed that money for that, that amount of time, um, which you see a lot of more in other sports uh, like NBA and like the NFL with rookie contracts and that. Um, and it's good to see MLB's kind of doing something very similar. Um, yeah, I mean, I 
whenever players can make more money, I'm in favor of that. And the, the one cool thing I, I like about this is that when there's a new CBA in five years, this is the base. It can only go up from here. So I like that. I like that this established something that never was, and it can only go up for players. And especially young players, anytime you can get players more money faster, it's going to help them down the road. And it's going to help them whenever they have to uh, sign their first big contract, or if they're blessed enough to make it that far. They will have some money in their pockets and they performed well. So when they do or when they are able to negotiate that first contract, they can actually have this base of where they've been at for the past couple of years. So I like that. Right. Now, something that kind of came out from this, and I want to get you guys take on this, is that what do you guys think of the new postseason the number of teams in the playoffs. They've increased it from 10 to 12. What do you guys think about the increase to 12 teams in the playoffs? I don't mind it. Um, Because you're just getting a full... The only real difference is you're getting a full wild card uh, series instead of like a playing game. You know, because you already have five per side. Three winners and then the two wild card teams uh, fight it out. So it gives them a series. I don't mind it. And that's per league, obviously. It's not like 12 teams. Um, it's six and six. So, yeah. It's more baseball. Yeah. I like it, gives more teams a chance, um, you know, to get hot at the right time, you know, or stay hot, um, you know, quote unquote, if you get a team that's, fighting for a wild card spot that are hot at the time and they could ride that into the into the postseason man change you know um i'm i'm all for it i like it more teams more baseball so so dan if you if you like more teams in the playoffs would you have gone with the owners uh possible of 14 teams which do you like 12 i like 12 I'm good with the 12 teams. I think 14 what? teams, you're looking at virtually half the league then at 14 that, that teams. It takes away the that's, specialness of the postseason. It's, it's, it's – yeah, it, that'd be asinine. Um, granted, I know it's only two more teams. I get it. But uh, I think six is per, – per league is a good number. Um I, yeah, I would not have sided with the owners. I think 12 is an appropriate amount. If you're going to increase from 10, I think the 12 is appropriate amount. Yeah, so Dallas, what do you think? You said you don't like the option of 14. Would you Do you like 12 or would you would you have kept it at 10? I think 10 is – I think 10 would have been fine. It's been fine. But, uh, I mean, it's kind of like Dan's position. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing more baseball, but – as I was kind of referring to earlier, like there has to be some type of exclusivity in the postseason. Like you, like fourteen teams would have been wild. That's that's darn near half the league. 
Like that's that's just too much. And uh, that's an automatic. Like half the teams, like all you need to do is not suck terribly, and you'd make the postseason. Like, it's just too much. So twelve, I think that's the the absolute max. Um, Ten, I actually prefer. So you do like that with ten teams? Do you like the that one game playoff, that wild card one game playoff? Yeah, I think it's exciting. Hmm. It's interesting because now I I would say the opposite is that I I do not like that one hundred sixty third game because it. it it brings down your entire season to one game, and you could do really well. Like last year, if the Dodgers had lost to the Cardinals, so both teams had great years, but the Dodgers had been consistent. If the Dodgers had lost that game, you would have a team with over 90, 95 wins, lose one game, and they're out. I don't like that part. I agree, Jake. I don't mind it. I don't like the Why? You guys, I mean, Dan, Dan, you love football. It's yeah. the exact same concept. Well, football doesn't play series. Post- it's the entire postseason, though. I get that, but football doesn't do series. <laughs> well, basketball, like, they don't really do series throughout the regular season. They just play, was it, 82 games? They play 82 games. Just random teams. Like, they don't play teams. Like, it's like the NHL. NHL is the same way. They play so, an 82-game season that turns into – because you don't have – So because in order to have a playoff. Kind of out, like, but baseball is not. Baseball – so why change it for the whole thing? Why then change that one game? If you exciting. have a baseball season that has an entire – that's built around series, the entire 162, why change it and make a 163 a single game? I think it's exciting. It gives the it people is. the chance. It's hundred yeah. percent exciting. I love it. It's a great game, and that's. And I don't that's like the fact. I don't like the fact that uh, a team's postseason and you know a validity to their season is based on one single game. Well, a lot of teams have had great seasons and not won the World Series. 100%. So that's but, just that's just sports. That's that's the beauty of it. Like that's the nature. I, I mean, I get that, but I don't like that it comes down to one game. I want a series. You have two teams that finished the playoff that didn't make their division. I Great. Now let the two best teams next fight it out in a three-game series to see who gets to play to continue to play on. Just like the rest mm-hmm. of the season has been based around uh, series. All right. Well, I mean, I understand why you'd want a series, I like the one game playoff. I think it's like I said, it's exciting. And I get it. Happen. It's an all or nothing, balls to yeah. the wall, one game. And that's and that's cool. I think that's I think that's what people really like about postseason. Is like and I think that was those wild card games can be outstanding. hundred percent because it's virtually a game seven. That's exactly it. And everybody loves game seven. So like why <laughs> would nothing you better in sports than game seven? Skip the first, it doesn't matter what sport it is, you hear game seven. seven. So why not make game seven, game one, and the only be, one? Because be, because there isn't a game one through six. Skip them. Let's go to seven. That's, that's <laughs> the, the one, only thing that matters. Why not have a World Series of one game? Why let's not? Just, let's just go to the bottom series. of the ninth. Let's yeah. just go to the bottom of the ninth. <laughs> well, why, why the bottom of the ninth? Two, two outs. You know, let's just one player <laughs> pitching machine. 
One pitch. That's all you get. That's it. Homer and Derby. Come on. <laughs> Why don't we all just say what we're talking oh. about? Let's have a home run derby every day. So, so Dallas, you, you, so you, if you had it your way, you would take what ten playoff teams or twelve? Dallas would take none. You would take yeah. one team. Dallas, Dallas would. Yeah, Dallas would <laughs> stick with ten. Dan, you would like twelve? I don't mind the twelve. I would have stuck with twelve with ten yeah. personally, but I'm okay with the twelve. There's nothing wrong with being wrong, Dan. 12 is fine for you. You're right. And when you're wrong, Dallas, everyone lets you know you're wrong. You know, Dallas had mentioned mentioned something something earlier about like half the teams would make the playoffs. I'm sure it's wrong, probably. Well, if, well, uh, yeah, it is wrong technically, but. Um, mm, but weird. the the point, but the point being is that the Man. owners, the owners look at the other major sports teams and they see the percentage of teams that make the playoffs, and like in the NBA, in the NBA there are thirty teams and sixteen make the playoffs. That's asinine. It's it, but it is the way it is. And oh, yeah, no, no one, no, but no one's, but the point is, no one's fighting that. So, the one thing is that with baseball, well, I so again, I Dan, I'm, I'm agreeing that I think 12 <laughs> or maybe, maybe, uh, yeah, if you change mine to 10, I think 12 is a good starting point. But I, if, if they wanted to jump four teams in Two. one CBA, too much. In five or ten years, if they still are fighting for that and they still want to use that, well, then maybe. But in one CBA, you can't increase I, it that much. I, so my my thing is, it also is based. You got to base it off the number of teams in the league. Otherwise, it washes out the like Dallas said. It takes away from making the playoffs then, because you know you know you could have a shit mediocre season but you're still gonna make the playoffs because you know there's seven teams right. in your division and <laughs> well, <laughs> the first from top three top four make the playoffs, so good right. job guys so, so went, Jake, won, like, all you need to do is not won, suck you know, super you went 82 and 80 <laughs> and you're in the playoffs good job just don't yeah. go 62 and 100 you'll be all right yeah, yeah. so like I, I don't know i uh so the- I think it all depends on too, like I said, the number of teams in the league. So if baseball continues to grow, the numbers change. Yeah, you know, I could see the number going up. I don't want it to get close to where fifty percent of the league is making the playoffs. Yeah, you know, I think it's incredibly excessive, and it, it's like, like I said, like that takes away from. The birth takes away from the season. Okay. So I think uh, right, uh, you know, I couldn't <laughs> agree with Dan more. Wow. All right. Well, we haven't agreed in on that from you two, not me. But you know what? I'll list off the other rule changes. So a part of the CBA is that there are a bunch of rule changes. That will start this year, and then some rule changes that will start next year. So, rule rule changes that start this year is that 
there will be a universal DH. Number two, there are no more nine inning or sorry, there will there will be nine inning double headers. Last year there were seven inning double headers. Yeah, so now so it's back so to nine. So I agree. So the third thing is that there will be no more runner on second base and in extra innings. Now I just saw a report right before we record saying it potentially could still be in place for this season. Yeah, they're thinking about bringing the ghost runner back. I saw that too. But, Wait. So in, in, in extra innings, there, there's a runner. They had a runner at second base to make extra innings to go faster. Everyone, I mean, I didn't see anyone in support of that. But they're thinking about continuing it for this season. Now, I'm not sure why just this season, but supposedly when this deal was struck, it was supposed to be taken off the board. So we'll see about that. The last rule change is that players can only be optioned between AAA, so the minor leagues, to the pros five times in one year. Which you may be wondering, why the heck would they limit it to five times? That seems like a lot. Well, last year, the the Rays in Tampa Bay, they optioned a pitcher to Durham, North Carolina, by the way. They optioned him 12 times. <laughs> 12 times. Dude, I would just be mad for moving. I hate moving once a year. I would be so mad. He moved at that point. You wouldn't even pack your bag anymore. You wouldn't unpack. Wow. Like after four, I'd be like, you know what? Okay, really? What we're gonna do? We're gonna do this? All right, fine. Cool. So I'm living out of my car. Awesome. I mean, mean, pretty much. David Price did it. (laughs) Yeah. So is there one of those four rules? So universal DH double headers, run on second base. In the uh, option of five times per year, is there one that kind of you like? Is there one that you like more? Uh, the one I like, so I go back and forth between the one I like the most, but I, I like all five or all the maybe I should say all five. There's we, we discussed four rule changes, yeah. Um, oh, I don't mind, Let's see. I don't mind uh, the ones we discussed. I actually I knew baseball was going to go to well I I expected baseball to go to a universal DH. It's been talked about for so long. Like I'm sorry, as an avid baseball fan and a lover of baseball, I don't want to see the starting pitcher walk up to the plate and look at the first two strikes and then try to take a hack and a strike three. It's a waste of an at bat. Yes, it's it's a waste of time. Right. Penalize it's, pitchers it's, for not trying. I'm tired of That's watching pitchers. It's a joke. It's an easy, it's an extra out. It's an easy out. It's a joke. I'm tired of watching pitchers bat. They don't do it so enough. Bad. They don't work on it enough. That's not their skill. I get it. So stop <laughs> so making them do it. I am. I, I've, I've avidly been such a fan of the Universal DH That's forever. Such a joke. <laughs> Damn, you're so hard right now. You know, I it's, will. It's, I hate I hate watching pitchers fake at bats. It's a waste of time and it's 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 pointless. So you know, that's probably it, the one that I love the most. 
Yeah. Um, but also having been to the seven inning doubleheader games in the last uh, last year, particularly, um, this is little league. Yeah. You play nine inning games. You're major <laughs> right. league baseball. Play play nine inning baseball games and move on. Like, yeah. Your guys are conditioned to play games. Play the, the play play the big baseball game. You're not children. You don't need to save. You know, play seven inning games. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, Dan's <laughs> really angry, so we'll just let him cool <laughs> off. All right. No. So, so Dallas, which one do you – I want to say is that I wish I was there when Dan found out. <laughs> it was like seven innings. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was so mad. I was so That's mad about seven innings. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> And, and Dan, God. let me guess, you were only allowed to stay in one of those ga- one of those games. When you went to that game, were you only allowed to go to that first game? No. no. <laughs> so you no. got both games. You got 14 innings. Yeah, 14 is not 18. I oh my gosh. All right. I'm you sorry. Sounds like we got ourselves a little crybaby. If I you get I paid to go to a baseball game. I expect to see a nine-inning game. The fact that Ooh, the game originally was a single game and got changed to a double <laughs> header is not my fault. But at Wait, that point, ask. I expect to see two full nine-inning baseball <laughs> games. When, well, yeah, you only paid for one, son. So that's you not my fault. That's you not, got that's five extra league, free ones. League picked the day to schedule the double header. <laughs> but no, but I do have a question. So, like, if there's a if there's a scheduled double header and like you buying tickets ahead of time, so double headers aren't scheduled. But D- double headers are double headers are usually only made for rain out makeup games. So right, right. what happens so, is you buy your so you, ticket for the original game, and then if right. your game gets changed to a double header, you get mm-hmm. access to both games. To both games, but what about yes, the people that buy tickets for the original date? You for, get you like, refunded your money. Oh, so you just bumped. You get yeah, you get refunded your money because a doubleheader will be scheduled for a later date and made made up, and they gotcha. can't sell two tickets to the same seat for the same day. And that's my. I guess that was so. If you find out though that the doubleheader is scheduled a day, can you buy tickets to the doubleheader? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You can still buy that's tickets. What I was so yeah, you can so buy, you buy tickets because you tickets. Control. No, you would buy one still, and then. Uh, so, like, what happened with us was we bought – we got lucky enough that we bought a, a random day. KKD had picked a day for us to go, mm-hmm. and it turned out that a makeup game had been scheduled from the Twins to yeah. the Sox for that day. So, our game was originally scheduled for a nine-inning, like, starting at 7 o'clock at night game. Mm-hmm. And what actually happened was it got turned into a doubleheader. So, the first game started at, like, 3 so we had the option to go at like three o'clock, and we could be let into the makeup game. Got to that's cool. And stay for the makeup game, and then we would stay into our game, and then watch the duration of our cool. actual regularly scheduled game. So you answered. So what happened to you guys is what my question was. Like y'all un- unintentionally bought tickets to a doubleheader game. Well, we bought tickets to a regular. No, we bought tickets to a regular, a regular scheduled nine inning game. 
when the May got when the rainout happened earlier in the year, it got rescheduled to that day after we had already bought our ticket. Got so it. because we had a ticket already, we could go in and watch the doubleheader, or we could go and just show up at our regular time and watch the second game. Seven o'clock. That's cool. Well, right. So well, we, did, we did go for both. We got to see both games. Dallas, you also awesome. do it. You you do have to realize, Dallas, that he he went to a White Sox game, so they just paid him to go. Oh right, I forgot. That is incredibly with, with the coupons and uh, false. And that was only I true mean, for four seasons. Okay. <laughs> that was that was that was, that was, that was one time. <laughs> so. Uh, the rules that will be starting next season, I think we can have a longer discussion about it, but I'd like to hear kind of a thumbs down on which one you don't like. Kind of real, real quick is the changes that will start next season. There will be a pitch clock. And so with that pitch clock, whenever there's no runner on base, there would be a 14-second pitch clock, and then if there's a runner on base, it will be 19 seconds. The second rule change next year will be will be a ban on the shifts. No, they haven't uh, said to what degree there will be a ban on shifts. I know Dan already hates it. Dan, Look I'm at upset. him. He's <laughs> banging the table. So that's the second one. I know Dan hates it. And the third one, I don't think anyone's really going to hate because I don't know why you would, but there will be larger bases. I don't know why you would hate it, but that's a, that's another world change. Dan, I know you hate the Banach Shifts, so I'll say that. Avidly. Avidly hate the Banach Shifts. Now, uh, they haven't, the they have, they haven't, se- they haven't said... They haven't said to what degree or what are the specifics for the shifts, like which ones you cannot do and all that. And I will say that's what I need to wait to see what is going to be the limitations on shifting. Because, I mean, like, obviously you're going to be able to still play your position, you know, and you're going to be able to come in. Obviously, they're not going to eliminate guys playing in on a bunt or playing no doubles, you know, no du- right. doubles in the outfield, cutting down gaps, stuff like that. I think what they're trying to eliminate is overstacking one side of the field and putting four guys, you know, between third and short or second and third, or I'm sorry, se- second and first. You know, having four outfielders, you move your second baseman in the short left, you eliminate yeah. a blue single, you know, and you're. Out your left, your left fielder, or your uh, right fielder. I'm sorry, can now cover down a line, and your center fielder can give up a little more room straight away and can play more in a gap. I think that's what they're really trying to eliminate is heavily stacking in one side of the field. But like, I, I just, I don't like it. It doesn't matter. I don't like it. It's part of the game. It's part of the game. Okay. It's okay. like it's like in football. Like you can't stop somebody from loading the box for a blitz. You know, or backing off to right. drop five right. men to coverage, like you're not going to do that. It's part of the game. It's part of shifting. You, you play your position and your shift and your your scheme 
around how you think you're going to, you know, you're going to pitch to a guy, how you think you're going to, how he's going to pull, how he's going to hit, you know, you it's baseball is supposed to be the quote unquote thinking man's game. It's based off of strategy. I'm going to position my guys in a certain way. I'm going to pitch you a certain way to get you to do what I want you to do. <laughs> and you're, they're eliminating that aspect. I, I, I really don't like it. I, I genuinely don't like it. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, if there's one clear thing, maybe this episode should just be called Dan is mad. Baseball's <laughs> back. Baseball's back, but Dan's mad. Baseball's <laughs> back, but Dan is unhappy with baseball. Dan is disappointed. Dan does not like the game to change. You know what? No, I know. It's not true. That's not true. I like the change in baseballs. I like the change. I don't taking things away from the game. Because that, that's yeah. stuff that makes baseball big baseball. I don't mind the bigger bases that's going to allow for hopefully injuries with guys going into a base. You know, you gives them gives them more of an area to target on a slide, and it gives the fielder a bigger area to work with when it comes to positioning your feet to get out of the way of a runner. You know, that I have no problem with that. Absolutely no problem. It doesn't – they're not – it technically, yes, is bringing the base a little bit closer and shortening the 90 feet, but we're talking a mere inches here. But that I have no problem with. I just, I don't I'm, like, I'm, I don't, I, I really don't like the shift change. I don't like I'm, getting rid of this. I'm glad that, I'm glad there's rule. You don't, you don't mind. That's all. Hey, I'm all for some of the rule changes going <laughs> forward, too. I, I love the universal DH. I think it's going to make it's going to give guys a, it's going to give certain players uh, an opportunity to showcase more talent and play that it, that yeah. the National League and their rules didn't before. Yeah, they were the you American know, League for a while too. Just saying, I can't hear you over your chewing of whatever you're eating. Yeah, that's they were the uh, AL's rules for chips. a while too. Well, just mute Pop if you're going to chew, because I can't hear you over crunching. <laughs> well, yeah. Saying, the, the you know, didn't have to I was going to mention, I was going to mention, uh, I think a change that everyone, everyone will like is that starting next year, there will be less divisional games, and every team will play every other team in the major leagues at least once during the year i think I that's that. a, i think that's i love that idea because the cubs you know again as a cubs fan you're gonna be able to see the cubs play someone like mike trout shohei otani aaron judge um you're gonna see uh, yeah who are they i don't know uh, you, but you're going to be able to see every star is going to go to every major city. I like that. I think that makes the game fun. I think fans will want to see that. I think I haven't, I haven't heard anyone say they think that's a bad idea. Do you guess? No, I, I, I don't mind that at all. I, I like the opportunity to see teams that you don't get to see. Except for like what the new the way the new see the new, I'm sorry the way the season was scheduled before was what you'd see a division, like in the National League one every third year. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind uh, 
seeing every team every year, even if it's, and honestly, they'll probably do something where it'll alternate each year. So like, you know, obviously everyone knows I'm a Sox fan. So like the Sox will play the Dodgers every year and it'll be one year. It'll be in at, you know, guaranteed rate The next year. It'll be at Dodger stadium and kind of go back and forth. As long as that, they do something like that. I'm for it. Yeah, I mean that be that that be fun, you know, to be able to see uh, like a big star possibly coming to your city like every other year. That'd be fun. I think that's a good way to uh, show, especially the young kids, the big stars of the league. Is that at least every other year you'll see some of the best come around. So. You know what? There's a couple more things, but uh, what I'll do is I'll put it in the show notes. I think we've uh, kind of exhausted the CBA a little bit. There are obviously a couple more things to talk about, but why don't we actually go to our second base topic, 15 minutes in. Let's actually go to the next topic, which is the free agency. Now, as of, as of us taping, this is Monday night, there have only of our 10 players, there have only been two that have signed to any major team. There have been plenty of transactions, uh, but I don't believe any major ones. The two that came out from our top 10 were we all got right that Clayton Kershaw was going back to the Dodgers. So, got that I right. I called that one now. The second one. Is that Carlos Rodon is going to the San Francisco, San Francisco Giants? They are None overpaying for that. Man. That was going to happen. They are Which overpaying. Well, you know, Dan, as Carlos Rodon was just on the White Sox last year, yep. what are the Giants getting with Carlos Rodon? Uh, about 17 games a season, maybe. You, He's got a good slider. Yeah. He's got a good changeup. Uh, he hasn't played a whole season, really. He's been hurt every virtually every year. I think the Giants are hoping they can get something more out of him, but I think they're ultimately paying too much. Hmm. I was never a big fan when he was in the South Side. He had the no hit hitter. You know, it was cool. Anybody that can do something like that in baseball, you know, Ben tries to discredit no hit hitters because there's like what 200 and some of them in baseball. In but uh, let him go, have him, you can have him, take him, he's all yours. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I think uh, they so was it, I think it's two years, right. Two years, 44? 44, yeah. Two years, $44 million. Really? Whatever. Yeah, that seems like a bit. But, you know, if if they figure it out, if, you know, they work that that Giants magic like they did last year, maybe it'll be worth it. Yeah, absolutely. They were a very good ball ball club last year. Uh, They've got other pieces. If they can bring back someone like Bryant, uh, you know, there'll be, there'll be a team to contend in the West. 100%. I, uh, Dang, you're so funny, dude. You sound like a dude that just got broken up with. 
Oh no, it's fine. It's fine. I didn't want to even like It's not. I I was all for Rodon leaving. Hundred percent. It's for the money. It's I fine. think Dylan Cease. I think Dylan Cease <laughs> going forward is going to be better than Rodon was, and I'm really excited to see Kopech come as a full season as a starter. Yeah, you know, he be... was hurt. He was hurt in 2020 when they had the shortened year, and last year coming back from the injury, he uh, well, he was hurt in 19 and then took 2020 off to continue to heal. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him in the foot in the full starters role. And I'm sorry to say, but Rodon was the was the odd man out. You had, you know, the Sox rotation. You got Giolito, you got Lance Lynn, you got Dallas Keuchel, you got Dylan Cease, who, like I said, I'm really excited to see what he can do going forward. And I want to see Kopech in a starters role for the full year. And Rodon was the odd man out. So, yeah. Yeah, and you know, again, as we tape this Monday night, it's about 10 p.m. here. Uh, Carlos Correa, Trevor Story, Freddie Freeman, Chris Frank, Nick Castellanos, Nick or Kyle Schwarber, Anthony Rizzo, and Seiya Suzuki have all yet to sign. Ooh. And I'm, sh- I'm sure as you hear this, maybe one or all of them have signed, but. As of right now, as we tape on Monday night, only two of them have signed, Clint Kershaw and Carlos Rodon. So as of right now, each of us have a 50% rating on getting that right. So that's a good thing. Now, as we as we kind of look at our two favorite teams, our Chicago teams, uh, the Cubs and the Sox, Dan, you were just talking about the Sox uh, pitching staff. Do you like the Sox signing Joe Kelly? Yeah. Joe Kelly has absolutely electric stuff coming out of the bullpen. That's six. I think they had a list of the six guys the Sox have come out of the bullpen and they're throwing 9200 plus. <laughs> like, it's Gosh. disgusting. You got Liam Hendricks. Craig Kimbrell, Kendall Graveman, uh, uh, Joe Kelly now. You got Derek uh, Crochet, and a blank on the sixth guy that I just saw that I was other bullpen. Oh, uh, Aaron Bummer. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Aaron Bummer. Dude throws like a 98 mile an hour sinker. Yeah. Bummer is so good, so nasty when he's on. Uh, I avidly love the signing of Joe Kelly. I think it's going to bolt. You need it because he's essentially replacing Kopech because you're moving Kopech yep. from the bullpen to the starter, and Joe Kelly is coming in as another just lights-out flamethrower who is very good in the sixth inning on, who is going to help bolster that bullpen and push other guys to continue to be better. And then – I don't know if you're going to get into this, but the Sox also picked up Josh yeah. Harrison. Yeah, uh, I, I, I like it. I, I I thought they might go a different route. I didn't have an idea as to who, but I really didn't think Josh Harrison was going to be the guy they were going to go after. You know, he's going into his eighth season as a veteran. Uh, he's an infielder slash utility guy. I know he plays a lot of set second. He's probably going to play second for the White Sox. Uh, he can play third. He probably can play some short. Um. I thought they might go a little younger um, and try to get, you know, someone free agency a little bit younger, but uh, I don't mind it. 
I like Josh Harrison. You still have guys like Danny Mendick and Larry Garcia for the White Sox coming off the bullpen. I'm sorry, coming off the bench. Um, but I do like Josh Harrison, and I really like Joe Kelly. Yeah, and uh, I think those two mo- those two moves in particular for the White Sox have shown me that the White Sox are very comfortable with who they are. They are, if they wanted to, I feel like they could have gone out. I know in our predictions, I think some two of us, I think it was you two actually, had predicted that the Sox would pick up Kyle Schwarber. I think it was that was guess. wishful thinking. I really, I, uh, I, I, I think the Sox do need another lefty bat. Josh Harrison is a righty, uh, right. righty, righty. I do think the Sox need another lefty bat. I would like to see someone like Kyle Schwarber or uh, Nick Castellanos. Um, I think I saw earlier today they were saying Rick Hahn came out and said he's he likes the idea of Andrew Vaughn and Gavin Sheets kind of platooning slash competing for the right field position. Mm. I'm not as big of a fan of that. I'd like to have a more <laughs> solidified uh, ball player bat out there. Um, I'm hoping they make a run at Schwarber, Castellanos, um, and those two still getting their feet wet. Like Gavin Sheets is still coming into his rookie season, man. He played like half a year last year. So, um, so Vaughn was a rookie last year. So was Gavin Sheets considered a rookie this year? I don't, I have to look and see how many games he actually played. I think it's it's yeah. the status of rookie is based on the number of games you play. Yeah. Um, I think Vaughn is no longer a rookie. I think last year was his rookie year because he was up from yeah. I think day one. How many yeah. games does it like do you does somebody have I don't to play? I, I, I have to look it up. I don't know the exact number that dictates where when you like are not not considered a rookie anymore i have to look it up i don't know the exact number um uh you know what dan i'm gonna ask you can you actually look that up while dallas and i talk about the cubs all right so dallas uh the cubs have only signed one player so far and that is shortstop and veteran andrew tin simmons now, Andrew Tin Simmons is a very good defensive shortstop. He played a long time for the for the Angels. He pl- played last year for the Twins. He is a plus shortstop when it comes to uh, defensive runs saved. But he is not a, I'll say it, he's not a great guy with the bet. You know, we all, most of us predicted that the Cubs were going to sign Carlos Correa. Now, mm-hmm. do you still think? Do you still think the Cubs can possibly go out and sign another shortstop, or is that a sign that maybe the Cubs are going in a different direction? I think they'd go in a different direction. Hmm. Um. Well, I don't know what happened with it, but um. Do you know the Cubs met with was it Seiya Suzuki? Uh, they they were so where they meeting with him tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh I so. no, I didn't. I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, uh, Bleacher Nation put it put the story out. Um, yeah, 
so um, they were supposed to meet with him tonight and um, let's see. Yeah, that's all. I mean, I, I don't see any uh, results as of the meeting or from the meeting, but yeah. But you, you, th you think that, do you think the Cubs are going in a different direction, not uh, Korea? I don't think they're going to go for Korea. Wow. I mean, it's very subjectively. Um, I mean, I wouldn't put past them. I've heard a lot of reports saying that Korea is looking possibly at going back to Houston. I don't love that as, as a Cubs fan. Right. But, I mean, that'd be still a very good fit for him. But uh, I'm I'm hoping, you know, my pick of Korea actually comes through. Um, oh, uh, I'm sure you are. I mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I never know. But Dan, did you uh, find out how many games do you have to yeah, play? Yeah, so uh, straight from MLB.com, uh, MLB rules state a player is considered a rookie unless he has succeeded one of three thresholds. Okay. Uh, that would be 130 at-bats or 50 innings pitched at the Major League level or 45 days consecutive on an active roster prior to September 1st. Mm -hmm. So that would say, I would say probably, I don't have to check Gavin Sheets' actual thing, but Andrew Vaughn would 100% have surpassed that. So that would be his, he'd be going into his sophomore year. For next year, yeah. since he started the season, and I don't, I don't think Andrew Vaughn ever once got sent down. So I think he was a 162 game active roster. Uh, yeah, because he made he made the team out of spring training. Uh, yeah, so I'd, I'd be I'd be interested. <laughs> I'd be very interested to see about sheets because uh, definitely has a bright future. But uh, that might change my rookie of the year pick. But. Uh, We'll kind of see him then, check on that later. So, again, I'm not seeing any major moves this Monday night. Again, as we as you're listening to this, you're probably aware of at least one other signing. I'm going to guess something else is going to happen. So, let's actually move on to just talking about of those picks that we had. So again, we had Correa, Story, Freeman, Bryant, Cassiano, Schwarber, Rizzo, and Suzuki. Now, which of those players? I know that three of us had picked Freddie Freeman to return to the Braves. Now, the Braves also just traded for first baseman Matt Olson from the A's. So if Freddie Freeman's not going back to the Braves. Where is he going now? Is he going to LA, New York, or is he is it somewhere else? What do you think, Dan? Uh, I think Freddie Freeman is. Uh, I, I, mm. I don't know. The Thanks. Yankees just Yankees just traded. I don't think he goes to New York. The Yankees just traded to mm. get Josh Donaldson. Yeah, true. Um, I think Freeman goes either back to Atlanta or he goes to the Dodgers. So you you still think? Because I, I mean, you got Universal DH now. You got Universal DH, of course. Why would you not have two first basemen that have either are both above uh, average and great gloves defensively, when you can give them both a break 
by having the other one DH the entire time. You have two huge lefty bats in that lineup to go along with Ozzy Albies, Ronald Acuna, who is now back. <clears throat> um, I I, well, I, I still think Atlanta's has to be in the mix, and but I think it's I think LA is going to be a favorite to get him. I don't think he goes to New York. Yeah, you know, uh, one one thing that just came out, I think it was the GM of the Braves had had actually he was being interviewed about uh, trading for, for Olsen and what that meant for Freeman's return, and he actually got choked up. And in that uh, interview, he actually used the past tense when talking about their time with Freddie. So, as much as that's possible, uh, I just, I, mean, I, yeah, just but I don't see it. I don't know that that's so much foreshadowing as much as like a guy just reliving stuff. Like, because he's not signed yet. He hasn't come back. But I, I, I get what you're saying. You talk about past tense, it kind of means there's no future. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I, I don't think you can take LA. I'm sorry. I don't think you can take Atlanta out of the mix to get Freeman. Okay. Not yet. Uh, I think we got to see where yet. more pieces fall. Like, because yeah, they, they well, might, you know, because, like, obviously you got Rizzo, who's a big first baseman who's still out on the market, too. Well, I think, I think Rizzo is going to sign after Freeman does. I don't think Rizzo is going to kind of go before Freeman, do you? Because, I mean, Furman kind of would set the market. I don't think Rizzo is going to do that. No, Rizzo won't. Freeman would. Um, but a guy like Rizzo, I think, would have a better chance of getting more money if he signs ahead of Freeman. Because he's... Yeah. He's I, I don't it's hard to, to compare the two as far as the caliber of first baseman go because I'm a really big Anthony Rizzo fan. Uh and me too. I I I don't want to undervalue him, but I think he would have more value by going by trying to sign first. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, oh well, you know what? You're not actually like Freddie Freeman. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't have you know, whatever. Um, I think it might benefit Rizzo to try to sign first. Yeah, he might be able to get more out of a team. Might be in his best interest to go fast. Yeah, if the price is right, I think it would be in Rizzo's best interest to go ahead of Freeman. Yeah. Now, I I know Dallas that we when talking about these cups free agents and this, this is the last thing we'll talk about with free agents because again we don't have much as of right now, but there are three coat X cups that are still on the market and that is Kyle Schwarber, Chris Bryant, and Anthony Rizzo. Of those three Cubs players, who's that? Who would you? Never heard of him. Yeah, no idea. Those three World Series champs, I have no idea. So of those three, who would you want to see come back to the Cubs? I'd like to see Rizzo come back. Yeah. Do you, th- 
do you think it's possible? I'd say that he's probably, I mean, he'd be the most likely to come back. And I don't think, uh, I don't think Brian's interested in coming back to the Cubs ever. And um, I think that's more on a personal thing than it is like um, playing third base here. Um, and Schwarber's just, I think Schwarber's more of an American League player. I think, I mean, I guess now they've got DHs everywhere. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if he, I mean, if he wanted to come back, but I, I still think, I still think it's possible for him to find his way onto the White Sox. Yeah, you know, I, I I'm tend all to for agree. It, baby. Yeah, I wouldn't mind I, seeing him in the, in the Sox uniform. That'd be cool. I'm all for it. Let's go. <laughs> I'm so, I'm sorry to disagree. I don't think he's coming. That's all. I don't think he is either. I don't think he goes to the White Sox, but it's wishful yes. thinking. Yes, I mean, so is Carlos Correa going to Cubs, but I he's mean, not going to the Cubs, Jake. All right, stop it. All right, all right. you you picked it too, so I'm going I did. With me and this. then you signed Andrelton Simmons, and you did not I sign did, him I, to play second. You didn't sign him to play third. I, you signed Simmons to play short. And Simmons plays the exact same position as Carlos Correa. I, I didn't sign him. Okay. You Don't did play. not. Don't. Your team did. Don't they picked Andrelton Simmons over mm. Carlos Correa. I mean, mm. he was they only signed him for I think it was five million dollars. Fun so. finishing fourth in the central next year. We right. almost made the ahead of Pittsburgh. That's it. We, Pittsburgh. The red. The Reds. Come on. The Reds just dump shit. The Reds. Okay, yeah. so fine, fine. The Reds are still going to finish ahead of Pittsburgh. So we're looking for a strong third place. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it, you're, you're fighting. You're fighting. With, you're fighting with St. Louis for third. I think it's Milwaukee. We already talked about that. I think it's Milwaukee's division. See, Milwaukee got uh, what's it? Uh, Do the cutplate. McCutcheon, dude, I think that's awesome. I like that guy. Correct. Andrew McCutcheon, I love, I love Cutch. I yeah, think he's gonna bolster that out, outfield too. Uh, with him, they're gonna, have, they're gonna have a good team. Hunter man. Renfro and yeah. uh, Lorenzo Cage and Yelich. And Yelich, yeah. Are you yeah, kidding yeah. me? It's gonna be a good team. It's gonna be fun. To watch. You're gonna be able to, you're gonna be able to give guys guys like that rest because you're probably gonna have Ren, Ren, Renfro can play first. He's gonna DH. Yeah. You know, that's four guys you got right there. You're going to cycle through between three different outfield positions, DH, and I really like Milwaukee going into this year. And honestly, what Seattle did today, trading for Jesse Winker and yeah. uh, Eugenio Suarez. Smart. Yeah. Dude, that was huge, I think, for Seattle. I think Seattle just besides, besides picking up uh, – <laughs> I'm the waste. Besides picking up, I mean, they they, they lost Kikuchi, uh, yeah. but you know they signed Robbie Ray. Robbie. And we talked about that already, and I think the trade they made today to get Jesse Winker and uh, Eugenio Suarez, I think that was yeah. huge for Seattle. Called huge. Him up. Yeah. Let's go. Let's and, go, Mariners. I mean, I mean, the Mariners are still not taking the Astros out. I'm sorry, but they're not. They did improve, no, but they're gonna they're gonna surprise some people. They're gonna surprise some people this year. Namely, Jake Dallas and Derek <laughs> <Rico>. <laughs> gonna surprise these two the most. 
Okay. And I mean, Logan Wade. All right. Yeah. And Logan Wade, of course. And, uh, and again, we'll. I don't know uh, if you listen, but shout out to Logan Wade. <laughs> shout out to the Logan. So we're actually going to wrap up and hit uh, home plate. I know we only hit two bases today, but since Ben's here, we're not going to do our trivia game. So why don't we just go to home plate? But this time, why don't we talk about, you know, what we've been watching? We haven't talked about that this week or last week. So what have you guys been watching besides baseball coming back? Um, I'll start. Well, Dan, why don't you start us off? What have you been watching? Non-sports related. I have been slowly watching the Star Wars uh, saga. I've been trying to do it in canon. Um, it's kind of difficult because there's a lot of different things. There's so I didn't actually realize how many different Star Wars things are canon. Like even like this the Lydia. Cool, yeah. Like the Lego Star Wars stuff like that is all like canon across the whole saga. Like there's a there's yeah. so much stuff to watch. So what is canon? See, yeah, it means like in progression. Like uh, oh, got it. Thank you me. know, like from like episode I one all the way it. through through the end. Like cool. Cool. so, I you can find stuff online, which is what me and a couple of guys did at work. We uh, like I think a week or two ago, we were kind of sitting around and we were talking about stuff like that. When it was just around when Boba Fett, the series had just uh, wrapped up the yeah. season, uh, we were talking about it. So that was what three weeks ago or so now. Um, yeah. And I kind of just recently started. Like I've seen a lot of it already, but I saw it when it was released, not like I said, like yeah. canon. So kind of just that different things. Uh, I watched. The newest James Bond movie last night, finally for the first time. I thought that was excellent. Um, that was good. Oh, that's it, man. I'm always watching sports. I, if, I usually if my TV's on and it's it's ESPN, it's MLB Network, uh, you know NBC Sports, Chicago. It's sports like the whole yeah. time. Like I don't care if it's uh, any hockey that's on. My TV's on ho- hockey on the week- weekends yeah. in the morning. You know, EPL. I love I love yeah. my e- EPL. Uh, so cool. that's it. Non sports related. So I've been trying to watch, like I said, Star Wars. Trying to watch the whole saga as much as I can. Well, again, if it, I just watched through all of it last year, so we can talk about it if you want. At some it only point, takes a year, Dan. Okay. There's so much. I know there's so much stuff, dude. It was ridiculous. Like how much little like things that are like actually a part of it. I will I will say this is that if you watch I watch them in chronological order and I actually have favorites that people hate, but then also have some favorites that everyone loves. So it's really an experience. It takes a while though. Yeah, so I mean that's so yeah. Dallas can canon just means like chronological order. Canon. Yeah, boy. Um, New word. So Dallas, so Dallas, what have you been watching? I've been watching The Last Kingdom. This new season dropped on Netflix. How at your boy season five. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> it's pretty good. I watched part of the first season. 
season with, uh, and then just kind of got lost. But yeah, it was good. It, it gets better. Um, it's. I feel like there's like a big Viking kick with like TV right now, um, with the show Vikings, and then I think Netflix <laughs> picked up this like the spinoff of it. So they're doing like some Viking show right now, and then they but they already had a Viking show. Yeah, the second one, the second one's called Vikings Valhalla. Yeah, I watched that too. Shoot, I didn't realize how much Viking junk I've been watching. Yeah, for a week straight. Um, You got a problem. Yeah, right. The only prescription Um, is more cowbell. (laughs) It's it's pretty good. I mean, yeah, it's good. It's a good storyline. I think this might be the, the. last season of the series though so the way things are shaping up really there Mm -hmm. what there's four seasons of uh the last kingdom i think there's five now with this fifth i think with this latest one okay um but yeah i saw that batman movie can't get over it it's amazing oh good or good highly highly recommended really yeah Mm. i've actually i've heard a lot about being it being really good and also uh, really bad. Well, I, yeah, yeah, people. There are people who say they don't like. They didn't like it. Um, yeah. Because, but everyone wants to compare it to The Dark Knight and Heath Ledger. That's, like, that's the new gold standard for Batman now. Yeah, I, and it, I, I get that. I get it, but you can't watch it like you know in comparative to other things like that. You got to watch it for what it is. It's different, but you know, what? It, it's a different like stuff like that. Hundred percent, absolutely. I mean, you don't want to. But I mean, it, it's hard because he had big shoes to fill, and Ben Affleck did not fill the shoes as Batman. Mm. And I think people expected more from him because he's a big name actor. And then they kind of hot take. I mean, people expected things from him, and then I wouldn't even consider uh, what the hell's his name? Who plays Batman? Uh, oh, Robert, Robert yeah. Pat Pattinson. I wouldn't yeah. consider him a big name actor. No, anyway. no, but I think I think, but that's where people were kind of hesitant i was hesitant but i but then i i also thought back to me being questioned like questioning the role of heath ledger as, as joker i was like why are they doing like this guy's in chick right. and then they did the same thing and so i was like maybe maybe they're having fun so yeah so, yeah i went into this one blank slate and i'm telling you man like even comparing it to dark knight it's pretty close pretty close mm. yeah might might even be a it's little Really? That's high praise. It might be, but I mean, Benny Benny puts it above Dark Knight. I'm like, mm. oh really? I'm hesitant to do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm hesitant. Yeah, Ben's to also that. Ben's also dumb. So like, <laughs> you know. Well, uh, here, welcome Ben onto the button. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, you know what? I'll be. actually. <laughs> someone I'll, someone I'll called go. Jerry. <laughs> I'll, I'll go to, I know, one of Dallas's favorite actors, Ryan Reynolds. I watched uh, Ryan Reynolds uh, just released a Netflix movie called The Ad Project. And Ellie, Ellie and I watched The Ad Project. It was it was released last Friday. We we watched it that night. And uh, it was it was fun. So there was only one part that I was, it was distractingly weird. But everything else, it was it was a fun watch. I mean, Ryan Reynolds, it, I, it's so in the movie. I, it's not ruining anything. 
in the movie there is a, a deep fake mm -hmm. and the deep fake is so bad <laughs> there's a what it's a deep fake with like technology to make this person's face like on someone else and make them look younger oh it's, okay i get it's, it it's so distracting to me it was so distractingly bad i could i i just i was like what i don't want to watch anyway but besides that it was it, i mean it was fun see um, i thought that a lot about uh when they in that series boba fett when you yeah. saw uh when they had the weird episode where it was just about the mandalorian mm. And yeah. I thought I thought when they made Luke mm. look incredibly young when he first took on Grogu, uh, I thought that looked that, terrible. That looked absolutely terrible. That looked like head and shoulders better than this thing. I don't even this want to watch was, that. It, it was, <laughs> I mean, this person wasn't a main character or anything, but it was it was a weird. Anyway, so. Um, but to, to drop the mood just for a second, I watch. I I love the show. This is us. Mm -hmm. I watch yeah. every every episode, and this last episode, um, there was a a moment in the show. There was one scene that uh, I'm 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 not gonna lie. I like I was sobbing of like how like how emotional it was, and uh, no way so. To bring it down a little bit, I was real sad. Sounds but like it was very typically good. Typically, one is when they're sobbing. <laughs> I was I mean, crying for days, and I loved it. That <laughs> 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 cleansing. That would be probably more sad. <laughs> so you know what? That's actually going to wrap up episode eleven of the On Family Basis podcast. Again, my name is Jake. I'm Dan. I, I am lamp. <laughs> Are you? I am lamp. Do you love the lamp? <laughs> I love. I love. I love the lamp. I love. <laughs> Do you really love the lamp? <laughs> Do you really? Or are you just saying? <laughs> so again, we'll we'll be back on next week. And as again, as you're probably listening to this, you probably have more news on Fridges than we do right now, but. Have some fun. Enjoyed that fact that baseball's back, and we'll be back on this time next week on your uh, favorite streaming platform. So we'll see you guys next week. I don't know what we're yelling about. <laughs> Bye. I was pretty angry today. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> <laughs>